Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. A family dog tests positive for meth and molly after a walk in the park. A Canadian family stopped at the border after driving a dead body around because American health care is too expensive, they say. And a man accidentally drowns while mowing his lawn. These are the weird stories for today, Monday. For Weird AF News, I'm your host, Jonesy. Weird AF News is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian, and I'm happy to do so. A family dog tests positive for meth and molly after a walk in a park. This is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A routine trip to a local park turned into anything but routine for one Albuquerque family. Their 10-year-old dog started acting strange and later tested positive for drugs, serious drugs. The family said they'd been coming to Bullhead Park for more than a decade. But after what just happened to their dog, they say they have no plans on going back to this park. Apparently it's riddled with with good drugs, with good drugs. Could you please uh, give me the GPS coordinates of this park so I can go roll around in the grass and feel good about myself? <laughs> sounds like there's free drugs just hanging out in your park. So that sounds like a good good thing. <laughs> I'm just I'm just playing. No, I'm not. It sucks that your dog got all messed up though, you know. Dog got all paranoid, talking about how the earth's flat and shit. (laughs) What's wrong with our dog? Bob Kellogg, that's his name, Bob Kellogg. Is that a real name? Sounds like you're making shit up. He brings his dog, Chica, and two other family pets to this particular park at least twice a week. Kellogg said, We found going to open fields gave them more freedom and ability to exercise. Oh, wow, what an observation. Good job, Kellogg. What you didn't know, Kellogg, was that you took him to an open field that was filled with crack. (laughs) Last Friday, after a walk in the park, he noticed something was off with his 10-year-old dog, Chica. He found vomit on the floor. She was moving and twitching and looking up as if she was seeing something and couldn't stay still. (laughs) She started asking to go back to the park immediately. (laughs) Kellogg and his wife took Chica to the emergency vet and did not expect what happened next. I know I'm laughing about this, but it's pretty sad, really, right? When you when the family dog is uh, tripping on Molly. <laughs> the doctor came back and said, oh my gosh, she's positive for amphetamine, methamphetamine, and Molly. We were shocked, Kellogg says. Veterinary surgeon Kendra Freeman, by the way, said they see cases like this in the ER all the time. Really? I'm surprised. Freeman says, quote, We do see a fair bit of marijuana ingestion, which is much more common than some of the methamphetamine that we do see, but we see all of it, unfortunately. <laughs> I can understand the marijuana ingestion now must happen all the time with the pets, right? Your dog gets a hold of your your pot gummies. Next thing you know, your, your dog's talking to you about chemtrails. <laughs> Here's a quote from Kellogg about the dog. This is a risk, and our drug situation is just frightening, very frightening. Yeah, sure it is, especially in Albuquerque. I don't know if you guys are aware, but that place has got a serious (laughs) opioid issue. A lot of major cities, though, do, you know, but Albuquerque is bad. I'm not surprised to hear that this occurred there. 
Kellogg says his dog Chica stays pretty close during their walks. And how she came into contact with these drugs is still a bit of a mystery. In other words, Kellogg is like, how did she get the drugs? And I didn't even see them. I could use some free meth. I didn't realize that meth is just laying around in our park. In our parks. <laughs> was there something on the ground that she picked up? Or did she walk through something that was on the ground and she got it on her paw? Well, now you're trying to get a little too CSI. I think the lesson's learned here. Don't go, at, don't go back to that park. Kellogg wanted to share Chica's story to warn others to pay close attention to their surroundings. It could happen to anybody's dog. And the concern is, of course, that it could happen to a child if there's stuff on the ground that a child might fall onto some drugs. And you just don't know. You're right. You don't know. A child could fall onto a little molly pill and it gets pressed up its butt. Next thing you know, tripping. I don't know why I would get pressed up. It's, I mean, I'm assuming the child would be naked at that in that moment, in that example that I gave. But a child shouldn't be walking naked through a park, especially a park in Albuquerque. So you just got to be aware of your surroundings when you're walking your children and your dogs. And even a leash isn't good enough. You got to really pay attention too. You know, this is what this is what you do though. And I've, you know, I've had dogs and my last dog that I had, I would walk my dog and I would be on my phone and I wouldn't be looking. My dog could have ate who knows what, you know. A poisonous frog. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen it. I was on my phone. So you gotta. This is a lesson here. You gotta, especially if you're in a place like Albuquerque or the entire state of Florida. If you're walking your dog in either of these places, get off your phone and watch what the dog's doing. Hey, look at this. Could be. This could benefit you. Your dog might come across a whole free bag of Coke. All right. Don't you want to be there for that? It's a bonus. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Don't say no to drugs. Weird AF news doesn't condone the, the taking of hardcore narcotics. <laughs> Yay! A Canadian family was stopped at the border after driving a dead body around because the American health care was too expensive, they say. Canada border agents were in for an awful surprise on Sunday when a Quebec family attempted to cross into Canada from the United States with a dead relative in the back seat of their car. The family had driven their 80-year-old father to the Canadian border after he had died two days before. Their reasoning? The American health care was just too expensive to take him to a local hospital in the States. The Toronto Sun reports that the family of three, a mother and father in their 80s and a son in his 60s, were driving home from their Florida vacation when the 80-year-old father began experiencing some health problems which they suspected to be a heart attack. Instead of taking the father to the hospital, the family decided that the American healthcare system was just too expensive. After he had passed, they also decided that dealing with the repatriating of the body, repatriating, never heard of this word, of the body from America to Canada was also too expensive for them to deal with. So the family then decided that their best option would be to put their dead family member in the back of their car and simply drive him back to the Canadian border. Wow. And they're probably right about that. Uh, I don't know what repatriating, I guess it means getting the dead body over to back to Canada from America was too expensive. Don't they know they could have just taken him to the hospital and then stiffed the hospitals the bill? Like, just go back to Canada and don't pay it. So what? Save your father at all expenses. You know what I'm saying? Like your father's <laughs> life is more important than uh, owing some U.S. hospital some money. Like get out of here. What's what are you doing? This is a poor decision. That's just my opinion. 
Josie, how dare you stiff a hospital? Screw it. I'm stiffing a hospital to save my pops. What are you, out of your mind? I don't give a shit. Come and get me. I'm in Canada. What are you going to do? It's better to have my dad alive and owe you $15,000 down there. Some Florida hospital. What do I care? Poor decisions here. I thought Canadians were reasonable, not these people. When the family reached the border at 2.30 a.m., police and paramedics were immediately called to address the situation. Paramedics stated that they believed the male had been dead for at least two days before they arrived at the border. Oh, God. I mean, you're driving around for two days with your dead dad in the back? Come on. What is wrong with you? This means that the family spent at least two days in a small, confined vehicle with the deceased as they made their way back to their home. There was no signs of violence towards the man. Okay. Obviously. Customs and Immigration told the media this kind of incident has never been seen before. I'm surprised. Because, I mean, I'm other people... No, I mean, actually, I'm not surprised. Because it's, it's a really weird, bad decision here. But, I mean, the, you know, the reputation of American healthcare is such that, of course, Canadians are probably completely frightened to go to a hospital in the U.S. I get that. That makes total sense. But this is an incident where your dad's dying on the spot. You're not going to take him to a hospital. Let's drive to Canada from Florida. Yeah, he'll make it. What do you... Unless you get a time machine, homie. (laughs) Or a teleportation device. You're not going to make it to Canada alive. Well, you know, it's a sad world we live in, right? When, you know, it's just like money is such a problem for people that, you know, it's like in life or death situations, there are some people who are like, well, we can't afford life. So I guess we die. This is one of those instances. Granted, in my opinion, it's the wrong choice. But people think this way. And they think this way because, you know, our world is kind of set up this way. (laughs) It's just sad, (laughs) of course. How do you how do you drive around with a dead body in the back seat too? Like just that's your that's how you're going to spend your day. I mean, doesn't it like the smell of it and like that? I mean, this is just everything about this is just I, I can't I can't imagine this situation. What was that National Lampoon's movie where the grandmother dies on the road trip in the middle of the road trip? Am I thinking of the right movie? I can't remember. I'm sure someone will call me about that. Please do, call me. Call Weird AF News. I don't get enough calls. I'm surprised. 646-450-2012. Are you Canadian? Call me and bash my health care. <laughs> A man accidentally drowns while mowing his lawn. Sounds to me like he's not doing it right. It's a Texas man. He drowns while mowing his lawn near a river. Investigators say. This Texas man drowned last week while mowing the grass on a property along the river. Adam Gonzalez, age 58, was using a zero-turn lawnmower, which is a mower with a turning radius of zero. This was on Thursday. He was cutting the grass on his property in Hunt. This is what the Kerr County Sheriff's Office has written on Facebook about it. Of course, they're telling us on Facebook. While cutting the grass, Gonzalez, who worked at the property, made a pass that was too close to the river's edge and the lawnmower turned over, investigators said. Gonzalez fell into the river and was pinned underneath this machine. Because the mower was so large, responding law enforcement officials could not remove it from his body. This is so sad. I thought this was going to be an article that we could all laugh about, but this is just terrible. It is weird that you would mow your lawn and then drown. That's what really got me with the article. But it's just, this ends up being a terrible situation, this poor guy, Gonzalez. 
Members of the local fire department's dive team concluded they could not safely recover his body until Friday morning when it was light outside. They couldn't even get him out of the water that same night. Hunt is about 80 miles northwest of San Antonio, in case you're wondering. I didn't know anything about that. Apparently, this sounds like these zero-turn lawnmowers could be dangerous. I don't know anything about them. I don't. I haven't mowed a lawn in a while. Um, I've been living in giant cities for the past thirteen years, and I just, I've never, I haven't had the luxury of having my own lawn in a long time. Really, I miss it too. The smell of fresh-cut grass. Poor Gonzalez. Did you know? Well, I mean, I. He went from smelling fresh-cut grass to dying in a smelly river. Terrible way to go out, by the way. Terrible. I feel bad for him and his family. I guess you got to be careful of these uh, zero-turn lawnmowers. This is, I mean, I'm kind of blaming it on that, but I'm sure someone could say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't, you're not supposed to use those near a river. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, how it works with these zero-turn lawnmowers. They sound a little, I don't know, they sound dicey to me. And certainly, you know, you got to be careful doing anything next to a river if you're an older gentleman, you know, because, you know, a little breeze could blow you in and then next thing you know, you, you know, your life's in danger. I hope we're learning something on Weird AF News. By the way, if you know anything about lawnmower safety, just call the show and just clue us all in because, I mean, we can't have, we can't have more situations like this. Guy mows his lawn and drowns in a river. I don't want to see this again. I don't want to read this again. Call Weird AF News and let us... Let us know. Jonesy, are you serious? I'm dead serious. This is important information we got to get out there. No joking. All jokes aside, guys. When a man drowns mowing his lawn, this is a failure of society. I hope you guys had a nice weird weekend. Feel free to call me and tell me about it if you feel like it. Maybe something crazy happened to you that you want to share. I love to hear that shit. Do it. You know my number. Here's my email, funnyjones at gmail.com. I got some emails over the weekend. I want to thank Angela Bishop, who sent me many articles that were weird. Appreciate that. Still getting the Florida articles rolling in. Loving it. Hope you enjoyed Florida Friday. It's pretty much our favorite time of the week, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for supporting Weird AF News if you happen to do so. I got a donation last week, and I appreciate that. You can donate to me anytime you want. It's funnyjones at gmail. That's my PayPal. Or join the Patreon. If you do that, you get extra shit. Extra shit that you might like. You might find hilarious. Like a bonus episode. Or a video of me visiting an antique vibrator museum. How weird is that? Yes, it's weird. Don't you want to see that video? Don't you want to see Jonesy's on-camera skills? Yes, you do. I wish I could say my editing skills were great, but they're, they're okay. They're average. I edit all the videos myself. Uh, yeah, you also get the prank calls to Florida, which is pretty cool. I got to come up with an idea for this month's prank calls to Florida. Last month, I called a bunch of DUI schools and asked them if they could please teach my son how to drive drunk better. They were like, no, you shouldn't be driving drunk. I'm like, oh, yes, we should. It's Florida. How do I get better, though? You're not helping me. (laughs) It was ridiculous. But yeah, you can enjoy that by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and supporting weirdafnews. Uh, also, if you want to reach out to me on Instagram, it's at Funny Jones on Twitter, at Funny Jones, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. I want to give Michael a thank you for calling and wishing me uh, a happy holiday, which I didn't realize was 
uh, I never heard of this holiday before, but it was April 4th was National Hug Your Newscaster Day. I have no idea. First of all, how do you hug your newscaster? Who's getting a hold of a newscaster? I mean, I'm, if I'll give you my address if you want to come hug me. But, you know, in general, no one, no one hugs newscasters. Really, you wish you could, but... So, yeah, that, w- that was really sweet of you. I didn't know about this day. I found an article about it, National Hug a Newsperson Day. And they tell you that, you know, newsman... Dates back to 1596. Since then, newsmen have been working very hard for many years to bring us news from around the world. Yes, people like me. A few well-known news persons include Tom Brokaw, Barbara Walters, Katie Couric, Walter Cronkite, Peter Jennings, Barbara Walters. Did I say Barbara Walters twice? Oh, and Jonesy. Yeah, the article says Ann Jonesy. No, no, it doesn't. But I thought I'd put myself, I'd shove myself in there after Peter Jennings and Barbara Walters. By the way, I'm funnier than these people. Whatever. I mean, they own homes and shit, so they're much more successful than me. But whatever. We're working on it, you know? (laughs) I recently got a beanbag chair from my apartment. So, I mean, I'm moving on up in the world is what I'm saying. So, yes, thanks for reaching out to me about Hug a Newsperson Day. I don't even know that that day existed. Uh, If you guys want to give me a hug, just, you know, reach out to me. I'll give you my address. Come on by. It's totally cool. Or come to one of my comedy shows and you can hug me there. As a for instance, tomorrow, what is tomorrow? Tuesday, I will be in Palm Springs doing a show. If you happen to be out there, reach out to me. Come to the show. I'll tell you the information. I'll get you on the guest list. On Wednesday night, I'm in Hollywood. If you happen to be in Hollywood and you want to come, let me know. You can give me a hug. It's a belated hug because it was supposed to be on April 4th. But I'll take a hug any way I can get it. I'm desperate for hugs. I'm desperate for affection. Hell, I'm a comedian for crying out loud. We're all we're desperate for attention and love. Did you not know? Wow, this is getting really psychological. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dive so deeply into my messed up brain. I love you guys. Keep listening. And I appreciate you. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China. And full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City. How are you doing today? Um, I wanted to call and apologize for the April Fool's joke that I played on you. Uh, I'm wondering if you fell for that in any way. Um, Anyhow, sorry for that, buddy. Um, But what I'm calling about today is to tell you that it's National Hug a News Person Day today. And to tell you that if I was there, I'd give you a big warm hug because uh, I do get my news from you, at least my weird news. And to tell you how much I appreciate the hard work that goes into your uh, podcast every day. So I appreciate that very much. And uh, I'd give you a big kiss on your cheek while I was giving you that big, warm, long hug just to tell you that um, the things that you do in your podcast every day, the hard work that goes into it is very much appreciated. And I know I'm sure I speak for a lot of the weirdos and telling you that uh, you bring warmth to our day, you bring uh, a lot of enjoyment out of it, uh, a lot of laughs out of it, and 
you know, you've talked before about some of the other news programs, how they just bring us boring, dull, depressing news. Uh, well, we, we've got to get that daily news to keep up on things and to know what's going on in the world. That's true. Um, we can't not know what's going on in the world. But we do need a distraction from those things because, as you say, we would just want to kill ourselves if uh, we we didn't have some sort of distraction or uh, escape from those things. And, and we get that with you. And we really do truly appreciate and what you do every day. And you do it with a lighthearted style with a, a slant on the world that not many other people have. And we really do enjoy what you 